Wilderness Bedrock, Midnight Sessions, A Midlife Crisis, An Answer to Prayer, Inspired Two Decades of Solo Night Adventures in the Tetons of Wyoming. These are the tales of this woman's journey, seeking hope in the darkness and finding a childlike heart renewed in the night in my wilderness sojourns with God. So listen, relax, and perhaps find a place of peace to dream. So tired, no money, so weary, lost all hope. Exhausted, too many graveyard shifts, worked at the hospital, too many things still left undone, but I'm driving north to Oxbow Bend as fast as I can. I need to escape. So tired, no money, so weary, lost all my hope. The words spin round and round in my head. So often that my hands slap their rhythm on the steering wheel. As long as I'm in my old silver bullet flying down the highway, all my familiar demons have my full attention as they mumble their complaints of each and every one of my failings. I've listened and sung this song to myself for so many years that even though I'm driving beneath the silhouette of the Teton Range, Introspection consumes me, and all I see, like the headlights on the snowbound highway, is a tunnel of emptiness in front of me, with no end in sight. Same old, same old. The only way to get the weight of my self-condemnation off my soul and the crush of the words out of my head is to go out into the vast, dark wilderness where I'll be distracted by real wild things and my fears and worries and all the self-condemnation can just get lost in the dark. So I push on, my only hope, far to the north and into the dead of the night. When I finally reach the turnoff for Oxbow Bend, the soft amber lights burning faintly above the kiosk of Moran Ranger Station beckon like votive candles flickering in a wilderness cathedral. And the voices in my head are finally replaced by silence. It's midnight. I follow the white ribbon of road woven through the pines and I'm looking out instead of in for the first time tonight moonlight drapes the trees in shimmering lace evergreen spires point to a sky of polished onyx as I pull into the oxbow turnout snuff the headlights cut the engine it takes a moment for the stillness to settle over me the car's movement the mechanical noises constantly rattling during the journey, all grating at my senses until I stop. 
and find myself suddenly embraced in the comfort of silence. Peering out at Oxbow from the confines of the car, I finally see Mount Moran and the other Teton peaks glowing with the full moon's silver light that pulses between granite shadows and snow. Anticipation, first glimpse of hope, arrives with the stillness that is only broken by small metallic clinks and pings as the cold hammers against the car's hot engine. I sit quietly for a moment. There is so much color dancing at the edge of the moonbeams. The whole night holds a sense of promise. I sling on my backpack. I pull on all my bulky layers for the negative temps, stuff gloved hands and bulky down mittens, and reach for my poles, leaning up against the car. I shut the car door and then realize my keys are tucked in a deep pocket and a deeper vest. Unwrap, dig through, find keys, lock door, and I was finally ready to go. Pause, take a deep breath. The best part of the adventure had finally come. It always happens when I'm out alone. This time when I am in the present, looking forward with my cares drifting into the past and my curiosity finally awakens. Time to execute plan A for this night's sojourn. I will follow the moonbeams wherever they lead. I glance north. Three stars glitter like a crown over Mount Moran, so I point my snowshoes north. And before I can take a step, suddenly an arrow of darkness streaks through the moonlight below. A shadowy wraith comes flying down the rim of Oxbow Island, skims across the frozen river below me, and pulls me with it away from Mount Moran down to the Beaver Dam at the bend of the Snake River. I make my way to a clump of willows near a ridge above the icy tail of the snake and tuck behind some bare branches aglow with fairy lights, ice crystals that burn with color when sparked with this deep cold. Then another shadowy form sprints silent as the first beast as it races over the snow. The night air dances with color, but not even a breeze stirs as the light plays across it. And yet in all that silence, I can't hear the sound of the paws or the huff of the breath of either phantom as they sail over the river ice. An owl hoots from behind a tree and mocks my efforts at any hide and seek in these willows. Moonlight touches the pair of shadows and melts over them. They shed light like water. They are both about the same size and they run with stealth, canines on a hunt. Their shifting shadows remain a mystery. But with the full moon and my binoculars, white-tipped tails come into focus and my wraiths transform into a pair of foxes out on a hunt. They race towards a hole in the snowbank down river like arrows shot with purpose towards their mark. Nary a foundering step, light as feathers, about to descend ferociously upon their prey. No lurking or skulking about for them, harrowing and flushing out their meal like hounds on a fox hunt. The pair run 20 feet apart along the same set of tracks. Black-booted paws scuff chips of moonlight off the snow behind them tails unfurled and poofed as their dainty legs spin over the ice. One breaks trail while the other follows, 
The first one occasionally falters as it hits softer snow and sinks for a fraction of a moment before springing to the next hard crust. The second one races unhindered, tracks already pressed into place and ready for its paw. When they reach that first hole, the trail breaker dives into it and disappears to the tip of its tail. The bit of white waves above the hole like a pirate's flag. I wonder what the sleeping otters and restless beavers burrowed in that labyrinth of snow tunnels hear and sense when the fox yak-yaks at the door. In the past, I've skied close to those hollows at the edge of the beaver's den. I've heard the mingled huffs and chirrups from both beaver and otter that echo beneath the ice. This pouncing, digging, low growling and yakking of the fox must bounce all through the tunnels, threats coming from everywhere all at once. Suddenly, the fox in the hole shoots back out, tail first, like a champagne cork launched from its bottle. He hasn't caught anything. He doesn't stop to dig, he just races on downriver towards the next opening. Second fox arrives at the abandoned hole, sniffs about, digs for a bit, races round it, then dives and disappears into it as her mate reaches the next tunnel. She gives a few yaks into the burrow, then out she pops and races after her partner, as if they are a tag team hunting down the holes of their trap lines. One fox ready to pounce as the other drives the prey from behind. Occasionally I hear the high, excited yak yaks echoing through the gurgle of water as it sloshes out against an ice hole. But most sound is muted, and this hunt is like a shadow puppet show, with all the noisy havoc and terror of it imprisoned in the icy depths below. The pair race further down the river, slip behind a curtain of white mist that is slowly rising from the warmer waters, and disappear from view. I tuck binoculars back into my vest, throw on another down jacket, stuff my hands back into my down mitts, pull out the thermos for a quick sip of hot tea and a cookie. Overhead, the deep throaty hoot of that old owl drifts over me as another hunt takes place in the forest tonight. Time to head home. Stiff with cold, I move clumsily out of the willows north along the riverbank. Then the curtain of mist melts in the moonlight, an oxbow appears along with one fox. He is trotting across the ice, heading directly towards me, head held high, jauntily prancing. The hunt over for a bit, the night still young. His silhouette seems to dance in the moonlight until he is just below my shadow on the ridge. A sharp stop, a tilt of his head, suspicious, waiting for the pause of several heartbeats. Then with a sudden flick of the tail and head, he spins round and races back to Oxbow Island, jumps up the snowbank, and stares over at me. His stance, a teasing dare. The scene reminds me of those cartoons where the little scamp calls out in a foreign accent, You are lucky I did not dare you to pieces. Scram, get away from this river. He turns with a flourish of his tail and melts into the brush. I scan the river, looking for the mate. There she is, approaching, intent on the holes in the ice as she follows his tracks, still unaware of my presence. Suddenly, she stiffens at his tracks that have spun round and raced back to Oxbow. 
head up as if sniffing. And then she spots me. She doesn't spin round or race for safety. Instead, she gazes steadily in my direction, making sure I have seen her. Then she slowly turns a pirouette, casually sachets back to the island, with her tail still waving in full fluff behind her. A few short bounds up the little ridge, and then she tosses a look back over her shoulder in my direction and gives me the yak, 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 laughing in my face. Off into the brush, back to her hunt. And maybe a romantic dinner by moonlight. The river mist churns and rolls in towards me. Its cold, wet touch pushes me homeward. Like the fox, I pirouette and step back into my tracks that lead to the night's beginning. The last of the moonlight flickers over the snowy peaks. I'm tired and content. The fox antics fill me with a smile. I've seen a fox hunt and had a pair of foxes yak yakking at me, something I've never seen or heard before, maybe never to be seen again by me. I feel like the richest woman in the world tonight. And as for those old demons begging for a ride back, well, I just gave them the cold shoulder and a yak, 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 and left them down by the river as I headed for home. <laughs>